This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to MQ1 Podcast, your audio hub, everything Milton Keynes Dons. As always, I'm one of your three co-hosts, Liam Connolly. Uh, alongside me this evening is Joe Fries, second co-host. Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Uh, just getting my voice back after last night's uh, win against Charlton. But yeah, can't complain. Yourself? Yeah, good man. Yeah, so yeah, I wasn't, I think my table was always a fair bit from yesterday, but I was still so pretty knackered from the celebrations and all that. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good to get the first one on the board and uh, especially for Manning as well. It's a big one for him. Uh, unfortunately, Ross couldn't be here this evening, but no worries. We've uh, we've got a new guest on, uh, someone who a lot of people will be familiar with. Uh, it's Dolt. Uh, Dolt, how you doing? I'm good, mate. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, you know, everyone, all for previous years, working day, isn't it? So it's a typical working day, you know, get back and uh, yeah, check out the podcast, it, talk about Dons. So, yeah, happy days. That's it. I'm looking forward to it, especially after last night. Good old win, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll get into it for sure. Um, of course, since we last recorded, there's been two own games, not just the one. Um, obviously, lost to Sunderland 2-1. To be fair, to be fair I, I, was, I was pretty happy with that performance in general. It's a shame we didn't really... Uh, get anything from the game um, but of course made up for that in Charlton and we'll get into the specifics as to why we think well at least I think anyway that lessons were learned from that performance against Sunderland heading into Charlton in terms of how to close out our game uh, but before we do that um, Joe I'll start with yourself what were your general thoughts on both games at home? Um, in In a weird way I thought they were both sort of similar in a way that I think that they were pretty even games but in the Sunderland game, we conceded two, I'd say, soft goals. You know, for one of them, we had, you know, Fish. He, he made a good, he got a good hand on a cross and it just happened to fall perfectly for the Sunderland striker. And then for the other Sunderland goal, it, it just seemed like our whole defence just thought that Embleton was offside and decided to stop playing, essentially. Um, and then the goal that Chelton scored um, yesterday, that was, it was a set piece uh, Stockley, who was a handful throughout, he was unmarked at the one previously. So I think all the goals we conceded were just a bit soft. But I think the difference between the two games were we took our chances in the in in the um, in the game on Tuesday night against Charlton. We did have chances against Sunderland, um, but I think that we limited Sunderland. Uh, we limited Charlton a lot better than we did Sunderland. I think Sunderland still had a few chances on the counter attack, and uh, whereas Charlton, as soon as we scored they didn't really have a sniff and you know the, I'd say apart from the first 25 minutes half an hour or so um, and bar a slip from Dan Harvey which let Jane Stockley in for, and then a great save from Fish I think we pretty much controlled that Charlton game especially the last half an hour it was you know the last half an hour talk about game management I've never seen anything like it you know it wasn't as if we were sticking it in the corner you know or it was just just sensible play and we just looked comfortable and Chelton never looked like they could, you know, threaten us. And I think that was the difference between 
Saturday and Tuesday, it was just, you know, I think in terms of chances, they were fairly similar, but we just took the chances and uh, we, we defended a bit better. So, yeah, all in all, it's good to see. I think it's signs of progress. Um, we conceded three on the first game, two on the second game, one on the third game. So hopefully a clean sheet coming up on uh, Saturday. Yeah, fingers crossed that would be nice, wouldn't it? Especially going to uh, Ipswich, which we'll talk about later on, in which you're a team who are basically a team of all-stars, really, in my opinion, in terms of who they've got on their squad and how they've recruited this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was really pleased. Um, you know, I didn't really expect that, actually. When I saw, I think I said to a few of the lads at the game yesterday, when I saw, you know, Baldwin right wing back and Louis or Jules for a left wing back, I was like, oh God, here we go, five defenders. This will be interesting. Five centre-backs as well as that, but... I think on the whole, it was a brilliant performance. And yeah, I think they showed some real learning. And considering it's been one training session for Manning, for the whole squad at least, it's uh, it's very positive signs. And uh, Dol, what was your whole opinion on the two games in general? Um, I don't know. To be fair, I think Sunderland first half was just a bit of... It weren't great, was it? And then um, and then I think second half Sunderland, I thought, I thought it was great. It was just we... We got that first goal with uh, Parrot, and then we just didn't really, we just couldn't get the ball over the line. And I thought it was just one of them games, at Stadium MK, where we we had we had chances, and it was it was almost like Sunderland just played out the game, and that was it. But then yesterday, I think from the get go, we, we was on it. But then they they got that silly goal, Jaden Stockley absolutely climbing all over um, Jules. It, like I watched the highlight earlier, and Jules didn't even didn't even jump really. And it, and it was it was um, it was one of them things. But then we went on and we we actually done really well. Uh, Parrot's uh, Parrot's goal was great, and then hit that little assist through about three uh, three Charlton players. And then, did he mean uh, it then? Moisa went and scored. Oh, absolutely yeah. not! Did he? <laughs> no way did he mean that. Like I, I watched the highlights this morning, and it literally it went through about three of their players, and then ricocheted off one and went straight to my and. It, there was no way he was missing that, was there? And I, um, I listened to his interview after the game, and he said, um, he said he, he didn't want to get his head down because there was a few chances he, he swiped at one and and that. But no, overall, last night I, I was chuffed to bits, to be honest. Yeah, I think for me it was a relief, if anything. I think um, if we had to come out of this, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if we, if we had to come out of these two home games with. Well, not 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 for a win, but with not at least a point. I was like, Phew. we could be in for a troubling time, especially going to Ipswich on Saturday, which you know is going to be a tough game for any team this season. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, Dalton, you touched upon Troy Parrott, so I'll, I'll pass it on to Joe in terms of his thoughts. He's been immense, hasn't he, Troy? The first couple of games under Manning. Oh yeah, he he he's just I don't don't know what other word to describe him other than a machine. Like I, I see, you know, sometimes you see these strikers making runs and you think, oh, yeah, that's a good run. And they might not always get it. He sprints and he, it's no surprise that his two goals have been him, you know, absolutely sprinting from deep and he's just received the ball and he's got plenty of time to just pick out. And both the finishes have been outstanding, by the way. And I don't know if he is left-footed or, but they're both with his left foot as well. Um, he definitely looks I, left-footed, I know that. <laughs> well, who knows? Um but That's for, it. A nine, for a 19 year old, he's getting stuck in. And I, I, I remember la- last night against Cholton, he was those times where he was holding the ball up in one corner, and 20 seconds later, he's in the other corner getting kicked to shreds from these Cholton defenders. And I think he's so clever and it's so good because when Troy Parrott's playing, you know, he's stretching defenses. So if he is trying to make these runs in behind, it might it'll mean that someone like Scott Twine or Matt O'Reilly, they've got a bit more space on the ball because the defenders know that they can't just let Troy Parrott run through on his own. So I think he's, you know, and the same with Iser as well. You know, they're both quite unselfish players and they bring others into play. But then they we've seen that they've both got the lethal touch at the end of it, which is something which at times we maybe lacked last season. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, Dalt, do you reckon that Parrot's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder from uh, his time at Ipswich and some of the fans maybe doubting him or slating him from that time there? You know, he was injured for a fair bit and played out position at times. And obviously he's coming to this Don's side and uh, played the position that he's meant to play to really show what he's about. That's it. Well, I mean, I, I looked at the, some of the stats. I, I, I'm not, I think he had something like 20-odd games or maybe even less, and he only scored two. And obviously he scored, what, two in two now or two and three and like you said I feel like he's almost that type of player where 
he, he kind of know he's been there before, and 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 it wouldn't surprise me if he went and bagged the goal. But he, um, it, it's just it's just good to see when a player he's been at a few clubs, not really done a major lot, and I know it's only two two games he's played or three games, and don't want to get too ahead of myself. But I feel like if if we keep going the way we're going, him and Isa are creating a massive partnership and then Twiny in behind. It's it, it's um it's it's exciting to see. And you've got to think, we've still got Wax, um, Wax, uh, Max Waters that hasn't <laughs> even played yet. And, 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 and he's, he's one of them players, like he hasn't, uh, we see him at King's Lynn. Me, uh, I was up there with, with Joe and a few other boys and, and he looked all right, but we have, he hasn't even had a game yet. And, and, and when he come in, we thought, wow, he's going to be in that starting lineup. And, and the fact that, that um, Parrot is doing as well as he is, and it's not just, um, it's not just, just going forward, I feel like he drops in and he drops in. He'll ping the ball left to the right, back into the uh, the midfield. And I, I feel like if we can keep up, keep going the way we're going, I feel like he can be a real part of this season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of Max Waters. I'm looking forward to him coming back. Uh, apparently, a couple of weeks. I didn't hear that from me, uh, yeah, but apparently just... it's, a, it's a few weeks and he'll be back. Um, and yeah, we, so he's me and Joe saw pretty saw Winkleman briefly after the game, and he's seen us attic with the whole performance and. Uh, Parrot in particular so yeah I think he was relayed as much as we were um, Dalt you mentioned Twine and I was there was a stat earlier that he's been the most foul player in the league already this season with 11 fouls against really? him yeah yeah that's just come out today so Joe that does show you the influence Jack Grealish-esque well yes that's what people are saying the league on Jack Grealish uh, that's it, Joe, Joe how how big an influence does Scott Twine have on his team so far and does that foul stat kind of emulate that yeah, I think so. And one good thing with, you know, us, you know, getting fouls, well, it means you get free kicks. And Scott Twine scored one himself, and the Mo Isa goal came from a set piece. Which so it's actually nice to see us getting some goals from set pieces because I believe we were one of the lowest for that in the league last season, but we were one of the highest for open play goals. So if you know, if if you can get those set piece goals up, then. You know, I think we, we're tied second for most goals. I mean, it's three games. But if we can just keep up this good rate of scoring, then, you know, who knows how far it can take us. Um, I think the thing with Scott Twine as well is he he's, his first thought is what, what can he do to go forwards? It's, it's I think, because of the base that Matt O'Reilly and Ethan Robson set, he's sort of just allowed to just do, not do what he wants as such, but just go, go forward and even though it might not always come off, it's so good to see him trying things and taking those risks. Um, you know, we've seen before that maybe we criticise the attacking line, you know, the attackers for being too safe or just going backwards too easily. And by no means are we just, you know, taking punts and lumping it, but it's just about, you know, taking those risks. And that Troy, that pass through to Troy Parrott yesterday, it was, you know, it was, I think um, the Portsmouth, Portsmouth had a, their keeper kicked it out. We won the ball back. Scott Twine just one touch pass. You know, he didn't even think about it. He, and he's just instinctively played it through. That could have easily have been intercepted. But, you know, the quality was there and uh, the intent was there. And, you know, that's what you've got to do to get these goals. And I think we've scored quite uh, two or three goals, I can remember now, where we've won the ball back. And within, within an instant, we've managed to, you know, create a good goal scoring opportunity. So I think, yeah, in transition, I think it's brilliant. And I think that considering it's, it's as well, when you think about it, Troy Parrott, Scott Twine and Mo Isa, none of them would have played with each other two weeks ago. <laughs> so to think that um, how, how well they're linking up already, that front three um, is quite scary. And uh, long may it continue. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, the, well, the two, I suppose, alongside of Amber Hyde, they've been... Uh, Matt O'Reilly and Ethan Robson I think have been equally as impressive especially in a player like Ethan Robson who I'm not too sure what people expected of him obviously you know we spoke about him quite heavily on the podcast in terms of how we were quite excited to buy him because of what he showed us at Blackpool um, but he's come in obviously with the, with the like the David Casimir injury sort of been thrown into starting 11 played these two home games and I think on the whole played really well in both I think at the start of this Sunday, this Charlton game, sorry, he was a bit shaky. I think the whole team was, and I think Manning said that himself at his press conference. Um, but I think for the other 150 minutes he played, I thought he was excellent for both games, Dalton. How impressed have you been with Ethan in particular, but also Matt O'Reilly in terms of doing what he typically does? 
I said, well, um, I think uh, I think Ethan Robson, to be honest, to I think he's been class because you, you you look at so let's face it, he he is taking Kasumu's place in that lineup, uh, and I think he's done an excellent job. I mean, um, he's he's everywhere. I mean, you, you're looking at midfield, and he and he's always there, and he, he's um he's not fighting to put a tackle in. He's um and and as well, I can't, was which goal was it? Was it? I think it might have been um. The one against Sunderland, or, or at least a big chance against. No, it was um, the goal against Sunderland. He he got the ball and he broke forward and he ran and then he, he slotted it in, and and that's what you want from a from a midfielder. And then you look at um, you look at O'Reilly, and he's and he's almost the same. Now now it's all the way through the midfield. You can you can you see the best of him now. And uh, and like just just through watching the highlights, you, you always see a pass that O'Reilly's made or a pass that Robson's made, and um and I think now now O'Reilly is is uh, he's got his place and think he's what twenty years old and he was the captain of the team and 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 and, you, and you've got uh, even I said I don't know how he's managed to be captain but I mean obviously he probably deserves it. And um, yeah, I, I was, I've been really impressed with both of them, to be honest, in that um, in, in them games, and and I feel like because we've we're getting a, a good squad together, and um, I looked earlier, we've only made one change out of all, all our league, and I feel like this midfield now is getting a lot of um, it, it's getting a lot of consistency, and consistency will bring results like last night, so. I'm um, I'm hoping that both of them two can combine together with Twine, and I just I just just like Joe said earlier, long may it continue. Like this, this is this is what we've been asking for. This is what we want. This is there's no no need to change the team at the minute. But I think them two in the middle, Robson and O'Reilly, are, are definitely performing right right up there at the minute. There's 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 no um, there's no bad thing to say about them. Neither of them have put a, rock, a foot wrong so far. So yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, Matt O'Reilly was everywhere last night. I'm, I was very surprised oh, he wasn't up there for Man of the Match, to be honest. Um, I know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mo Arsenal got Man of the Match, didn't he? He did, yeah. He probably, probably deserved yeah. it. You know, he's all over the place himself and he got the goal, which he deserved, I think, last night and everyone was kind of wanting him to get. Um, I was just looking quickly at O'Reilly's distribution last night. I think he had 86.5% in terms of pass completion. Then on long balls, it was like 87% or something stupid like that. So, Joe, when... When you got a player like Matt O'Reilly really showing how showing his quality on the ball, it kind of takes the pressure off the other two in terms of Robson and Twine in terms of them focusing on doing their jobs, doesn't it? And it allows also Matt to express himself on the ball a bit more. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned those long balls, and I can remember some of them. It was, you know, almost like a quarterback just spraying it out to the wings. And I think, you know, when because we had a at one point it was Baldwin and um, Zach Jules. So you know, you could play it out the well, out wide, and you know, even if they just headed it back inside, you know, you'd hope that they we'd have that you know one man advantage out wide, and we quite a few times we managed to get in down the sides through just a quick early ball from O'Reilly, just pinging it out to the sides. And one thing as well, which we haven't mentioned, is we've still got McEachran and Kasumi. So where where do they come into this team? <laughs> so McEachran, I actually forgot about McEachran. He, he came on the other day, didn't he? Jesus. Yeah, he was so He's good as well. against Sunderland. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so, it was yeah it's, choice. It, it's a good problem for Liam Manning to have. Um, but yeah, I don't envy him for having to make that decision come a few weeks' time when, when they're hopefully all back. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, before we uh, move on, talk about Sun, uh, Sun Thunder, Ipswich, sorry, I get ahead of myself there. Um, what were your general thoughts on uh, the two games of Manning in charge now? Obviously, I suppose, well, we know for a fact that. Tuesday uh, last night had a bit more influence um, was more influence of Manning in terms of the starting 11 and what he wanted to do um, so yeah what, what were your thoughts in general in terms of like the lineup, Manning's tactics etc did you like the look of it Joe? Yeah yeah I think I'll I tell you what I, I probably I like his interviews a lot and I think that yeah. sort of you know when he said he was what certain things that they were trying to work on you look you look back and you're like oh yeah and I, I think as well the the first the second half in both of those games was so much better than the first halves, and to me that has only come from one thing, and that's Liam Manning say noticing where we might have been going wrong in the first half and and uh, changing it. I think back to um, I remember as people uh, Lewington came on for 
um, Dan Harvey, and there was a few people going, "Oh, I don't know about that. That's what, what's going on there." And um, but what happened there was that Jai Simi was coming down that side all the time, and he was having so much joy. I don't think he put one cross in after Louis came on. <laughs> it was just you know, <laughs> but it's just that sort of decision that you know, all of a sudden the Charlton's pretty much only threat in that first half was completely nullified with that change. And so it seems like he's quick to identify the problems. And these are just these are just little tweaks. So we're we're probably not seeing, you know, his real spin on things yet. Um but I think he said as well, it's not as if he wants to make dramatic changes to the to the playing style and all this sort of thing. Because it's it, you know it's a good basis. But I think like I mentioned before, the game management I thought was it was it was brilliant. You know, I I, I know Dalton uh, was next to me and he was nervous as anything, but um, <laughs> I think he had his hood up for about seventy five so minutes. I know, ah, uh, mate. <laughs> but, it, it was when Charlie Kirk come on. When he come on, I thought, oh, here we oh go. yeah, this yeah, we're all like that, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he seems like well, crew last season. Well, they did the, the double over us. I'm not too sure. I think they did. And, yeah. and and crew, you just think of Charlie Kirk, don't you? And I thought, oh, here we go again. Um, yeah, but I think that, you know, if you think back to it, the Charlton didn't really have any chances in that last half an hour. So I think that what I'm, I'm really excited to see what can actually happen when he's actually able to have sessions with these guys, because obviously the things he's noticing it during games and just these little tweaks, they're obviously working. And, you know, th- you know, the ch- substitutions he's made, you know, that I thought bringing in, in, in the Sunderland game, I think as well, he brought McEachran on. And all of a sudden, he and he brought Troy Parrott a little bit. No, he t- yeah, brought McEachran on for I think Isa. And a lot of people were saying, "Oh, that's a bit of a negative change." But actually, what that allowed us to do was control the ball more, and we actually created more chances. Um, you know, going to that box formation. So, yeah, I think we've seen that his game management and his in-game changes—they've been really effective. So, hope you know, hopefully, with a bit more time, we'll be able to see uh, what changes he'd make from the start. So, because we're ending games, brilliant. It's just a uh, Hopefully, I think uh, Liam said, let's not make a habit of going behind and then having to come 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 back all the time. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we, I can't. Well, we kind of said to that because obviously our chats with Fen, um, he kind of said that to us, didn't he? He's he's a very calm, collected character. You know, he doesn't let you know, the emotion again affect him too much. And I think the past two games have kind of shown that. Really, you know, I think I think Russell Martin when he was under us, he emotion at times did did rule with some of his decisions and. You know, you saw that in interviews, you saw that after games and, you know, that maybe cost us results, who knows. But uh, the nice thing is Manning is but you haven't seen that yet. And it, I don't, I don't, I don't, well, I don't see that happening, to be honest, because of what we've been told and what we've clearly seen in the past couple of games. Um, Dalt, obviously you said long may it continue. So I'm guessing you're pretty happy with how Manning sort of set up the team in the past couple of games. Yeah, so um, I mean, so first, so first half against Sunderland. My my theory is he, he just went right, just go out. He obviously did give tactics, but I think go out and play your stuff. And then second half, he kind of see he saw what he could see that first half, and then he's gone right, tweak this, tweak that, and it worked. And then I think going on to Charlton, I feel like that was his kind of way way to play, and it worked. But it's um, it's almost now. So last night was the first game where he's been in charge and he's had a day session. I mean, I'm not sure what players took part. So I did see on um, one of the uh, quotes that, that he did take some of the players that didn't play on Saturday. So I don't know how much of the first team scored win this session. He's had um, yeah, now, one full session with the whole team. That's it. Oh, right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so I think so. yesterday's performance was off one training session with the whole team. And overall, I was happy with it. And that it, but it's just like I said, it's that one thing where they swing a ball in, Jaden Stockley scores, so that they, them things happen. But now we've got, say, three or four sessions with him. I feel like Saturday is then, then we can sort of go, right, this is Liam Manning's team now. I, and I know it's only three or four sessions, but it's it's three or four sessions that they haven't had since, since that man left, I'll say. Won't say his name. But since he left. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, He's um, uh, Liam Sweeting has 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 got him in, and I, I mean going by who who else he's brought, and he's brought in a, a few coaches and uh, staff today, and I know he brought in a few yesterday. But this this is now the 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 rebuilding 
kind of thing. Oh, this is this is going to be Liam Manning's MK Dons now. So we, we, we've just got to see how it goes. But going off these two performances, we've we've played really well. And I think last night just showed the Tuesday night down Stadium MK, you feel, oh, but after that final whistle, it was great. And and, and, and I know a few people that don't really go and they, they said to me, they were like, like, I, I kind of understand now that why you, all of you and your friends go most weeks because of them nights. And it's like, it's the first win of the season. This has got to kickstart our season now. And just, just fingers crossed, it all goes well. But I feel, I, I've, we've all got to trust Sweeten and we've all got to back the team. We've all got to go for it. I mean, there's, we've just got a back, back man in and um, let's hope for the best. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, I believe we're all off to a bit of switch on Saturday, which will be good. Uh, obviously, you've got to get lateral flow tests out. But yeah, that's, that's the only negative really the no, whole day. I've got to set it up tomorrow night. If you pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's going to be good. Looking forward to it. And it'll be nice to uh, get a proper away trip again. It's been a little while. Um, so yeah, be good. Um, okay. That sort of rounds off our Charles and reviews. Uh, let's take a look at head to Ipswich on Saturday. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. Okay, swiftly on to Saturday and back on the road again for the Dons. Uh, it's which town this time, Portman Road, which I'm sure will be a, a great game going against the Tractor Boys, who had a really, really, uh, well, I suppose, what's the word? Um, prevalent summer, I suppose. They signed a ridiculous amount of players. And for them at the moment, it hasn't really resulted in any results, as probably expected with signing you know, a whole new team, basically. At one point so far from the games they've played, and that was uh, on opening day against Morecambe. Lost every other game, and that included a 2-1 defeat to Cheltenham uh, on Tuesday night. Um, and we had, the, fortunately, we couldn't get him on the podcast, but we did get an Ipswich fans' thoughts, uh, Joe's thoughts on them in general, basically. So we had a series of questions for him. Um, first off, starting off with the mood of the camp at Ipswich, and as you'd imagine, with all the signings they've made, it's quite positive. Uh, he described it as worlds apart, um, and you know, he's never seen such a following like that in his whole time following Ipswich that's quite a statement to make so of course he's happy with the summer signings he said he couldn't have asked so much more really in terms of players that are signed of course Scott Fraser being one of the highlights Connor Chapman also stood out to me a quite tricky player who's always done well no matter what team he's gone to uh, obviously to start of the season only having the one point um, he says he's happy with how they're playing um, but of course you know the results aren't there just yet um, and he isn't really sure why it's happening. He said poor defending is maybe a reason generally, uh, not capitalising on some key moments where that strike has gone through on goal, and Scott Frey's actually missed a penalty for them, shock, so never happened for us. He was due one. He was, to be fair, he was due one. Um, yeah, 16 new signings, by the way, just to, just to let you know on that. So that's how many players have signed this summer. Jeez, 16? Um, yeah, no, 16. It's a lot, isn't it? It's literally a whole new team. Um, I know that's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then he said, and we asked him about the expectations of the moods since the so starts come about, and he said the moods hasn't really changed in terms of what they expect to get promoted. I assume, um, you know, and I think I think we'd have to agree with that. You know, teams start slow. We've seen so many teams start slow and then make their way up the league. And look at Blackpool last season; they started off really slow, a bit like us, and created the league slowly and slowly and got to the point where they are now in championship. So. You know, I wouldn't read too much into these results. And he reckons there's a good time to play Ipswich at the moment, which uh, I, I think we agreed with that before even the results came in. I think myself, Joe and Ross were really keen to play Ipswich early on and glad we were because it takes a while to these players to gel. And I think that's been evident with their results. Um, he reckons the... What did he say for a result? He said 2-1 Ipswich for his result on Saturday. So he's been nice and positive for Ipswich. Hopefully get their first win of the season. Uh, thank you very much for Joe for those thoughts. Um, we'll touch upon your all-star team now for us. So, uh, Dol, take us through what your thoughts on it, which in general, and yeah, some notes you took down. Yeah, so basically, I've just been having a brief look, and my personal opinion is they they don't know their starting lineup yet. So I've had a look, and just going back to us, we've made one change in three league games. And don't count one of this, but I think they've made about five or six. 
and, and I, I've just got down here. So, um, so when they lost to Burton, they started um, Piggott, Fraser, and then um, Dobra and Barry. And that obviously clearly worked, clearly didn't work, they lost. And then against Cheltenham, they started uh, Bone and Edwards. And that obviously, well, it didn't work. And it seems like that they can they can get a goal, but then past the 80th minute, they, they do concede. But um, I, I know they had an injury, so that, uh, one of their centre-halves got injured within the first game of the season. But then you see players like, uh, so Wes Burns, he, he, he hasn't had a look into the first game of the season. And I mean, he might got injured, but that Connor Chaplin from um, Barnsley, I don't know if you boys remember him. He, um, I think he, I think yeah, he actually top player. well for Barnsley last year. Yeah, so um, he, he played 77 minutes for them in their first game and they've played since. And then um, then you've got the likes of James Norwood and Aluko. They um, they played against Newport in the cut in the League Cup. They haven't even had a look in. So it, it kind of shows that they've got a big squad there. That Like, that like um, you said earlier, Liam, 16 players in it bringing in throughout summer and like and just like look, look so their striking options they've got Louis Barry from Villa which everybody knows what he can do especially last year um when I think it was Liverpool played um Villa in the cup yes, and Liverpool yeah. had to play all them under 18s um he he played then I, I think he scored and then they've got um Aluko from Reading who I did have no idea he was even there then you've got Bone, who I think is on loan from QPR. Don't count, don't count. Is it? Yeah, he's on loan from QPR. Then you've got James Norwood, who's still knocking about with Ipswich, which I, I think is unreal. I, I, I thought he'd move on by now. And then you've got Joe Piggott from um, AFC, which to me, I, like, I'd, I'd say one of them is leaving. I, I don't know what, what you boys think. Do you think one of them would go? I mean, surely out of them five. And, and if they're playing the 4 3 2 1 formation, I would have thought one, one would go, wouldn't they? At least one, probably two, right? I mean, well, West that, Burns that's, is... That, that's yeah. what I thought. West Burns is interesting because what, he's 26. He, he's done okay at League One level. I think a team would take a punt on him depending on his injury. I think, I, I, yeah, I think they signed him this yeah. summer. Did they? I think they signed him this summer. Really? So I think it's. I think he was one of their first signings and it's probably been like, they've just. I think for them, it's almost like a kid in a sweet shop. It's like, oh yeah, I'll have one of them, one of them. And yeah, you think about it, it yeah. you know, they're probably paying like four attacking, you know, four really attacking players each game. But they've probably got about a list of 12 to pick from. So for me, that, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, there's probably going to be a few egos, a bit of money, you know, going and sat on that bench. And oh, I'm just, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I know, you know, it's good to have That's depth, it. absolutely. But maybe sometimes it can go the other way where you've got people that are unhappy to sit yeah. on the bench. And also, like, I, I know it's... Scott Fraser, he played on the left wing for the first two games, and he played on the right wing for the um, last night. Um, I think it was Cheltenham where they lost. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, Cheltenham. You know, it's it's um, it's going to be. I think it's a work in progress. But the one thing that we can't can't say with Ipswich is that they haven't got good players. And I think when they do click, and I'm sure they will, watch out, League One. <laughs> Yeah, well, 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 I mean, th- th- that's that's what I was thinking because uh, just what I've uh, just been looking up. So they've got Lee Evans, which is kind of a, def- a defensive midfielder. He's played every minute of every game. I think I think he's he, I think he's got one of the, the most fouls in League One already. He's already had a couple yellows, and he seems to be the the glue in the midfield. And then you've got Scott Fraser, which we all know he can do damage. And and when he's on top form, he he can turn the game on its head. Do you know what I mean? But then you've got their left back Penny. He he seems to be really good. Um, I, I, I'm not sure where he's come from unless he's come through their youth. But um, uh, one of their goal, I think it could have been um, the own goal, the dubious own goal on their their game against Burton. I think Joe Piggott jumped in and it, they ended up giving it an own goal. I think he swung that ball in and he scored an absolute screamer last night. Um, that seems to be the theme of their team and. Um, and uh, this uh, this lad that they've got playing for him, I think he's on loan from West Brom, Kyle Edwards. I've seen a lot of things about him. And, and I've just wrote down a couple of quotes in here um, I've seen from uh, just through Twitter. He's been quoted as the Messi of League One. And, uh, and it says, everything we've been missing for years. So to me, that says, and the, the minute I put on the... Um, the highlights from last night, I see him dribble past about three players and slot a ball in and they, they didn't score. But um, 
I feel like it is going to be a tough game Saturday, regardless. Going to Portman Road on a Saturday is tough. And um, I don't know if I said to one of you boys when we went to Bolton, I said, um, when we went 3-2 up, I almost knew that it were, it we weren't going to win because I'm not being funny. There's 18,000 home fans behind their team. And there's what, 300 of us, 18,000 home fans behind his club that ha- they haven't seen play for 18 months. And that's going to G you up regardless. And, and I feel like we could be in that same boat Saturday. I, I almost feel like we could be 1-0, 2 3-2 up with five minutes to go. And when there's... 18, 19, 20,000 Ipswich fans beyond their team. I, I just feel like in them situations, you can't really do a lot. It's just, that's football. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, um, I'm looking forward to Saturday, but I feel like um, Ipswich don't really know their start at 11, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to click soon. And I really hope it's not Saturday. I really hope it's not. But if it is, it is. But I'm, I'm, I feel like this, this could be a real, real good time to play Ipswich. And, I can't remember the, the score the last time we played them, but I know it was our last away game in the championship season. It was 0-0, no, no, wasn't it? Was it 0-0 no, no, last no, season? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. you know what? I do remember that, actually, because um, yeah, we it's all, quite uh, we all got a coach-up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we, I remember uh, uh, all of us got a coach-up in the end. And, uh, and, yeah, no, it was last season, saying, you uh, donut. It was Matt O'Reilly missing, like, 10 million chances. We played them last I, I, season. I am... Um, no, I, uh, I never went to that game. It was no last one time did. I went there. It was ended, no, no ended one did. It's not like follow. You don't. No one did. That's what, no, I, I, I didn't watch it. You don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch that game. I was away. I was away for that game. The uh, But I remember right. it, it was the end of the championship season. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, so did he mention Tom Carroll they signed the other day? He's like a former Premier League footballer, played in Championship loads. Yeah, so some of the team. signings they've made, I'm, I'm just like, like, and it's almost every other day. It's like, oh, it's just signed another player. It's oh, yeah, crazy. Crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I am a bit apprehensive because it, it's going to click at some point, and our luck is going to click against us, isn't it? Well, I mean, that would be our luck typically, wouldn't it? Any other season, I think that would be the case. Uh, hopefully it's not this season, yeah, yeah. hopefully not on Saturday. <laughs> um, I mean, Joe, I mean, do you, I, I've always had that opinion about Paul Cook. I don't know whether I, don't know whether I like him or hate him as a manager. Obviously, he's, he's got success at League One level, he had multiple promotions in this league. Um, but obviously this season, if you like the Wigan season, I suppose, he's had a he's had free reign, basically, at signing whoever he wants, whenever he wants, clearly by the amount of signings he's made. Is he a manager that you particularly rate or is he just another guy who's just got you know ideal situation for him in terms of the money and the signs he can make yeah I think he's a good manager I think um, I think he was the Wigan team that he had you know you look at some what some of those players have gone on to do and and this is Wigan in the in the championship by the way you know they were they had uh, you know Reese James Anthony Robinson who's now at Fulham um, they had I think Che Dunkley I believe is at um, West Brom, I think, and, and I, I, you can just realize quite a few players that they had that have gone on to you know bigger and bigger things, and he had, he got together a really good good team that when they went into administration just got absolutely decimated and sold off for pennies. Um, Cal Naismith, you know, they're just just a few of the players, and I think that you know they were comfortably you know ready to because I think they had one of the best forms in um, in the championship the season that they actually went down and they had a points deduction as well um so i think you know they were so very unfortunate in that regard and i think you know last season i think for paul cook you can't really judge him on because it was well as 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 um joe uh the ipswich, my, the ipswich fans said you know he, he, the the opinion within the fan base had never been so negative and so many had been just disinterested and and almost just couldn't be bothered with it anymore um, and so everyone's just really positive. Everyone's buying into it, it seems. Um, and um, I think he, I think that given the time, he'll do well. Because you you, I remember as well when he had uh, that Chesterfield team, that was always quite good as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I say people seem to have different opinions on him. That's why I thought it was an interesting topic to bring up. I mean, Dole, are you, are you feeling the same as Joe in terms of Paul Cook? Do you rate him as a manager? I mean, 
yeah, like the the problem is he's there, there's probably a good coach in there. I mean, how, how long has he been at Ipswich? Second season, I think, right? Or second, well, first yeah. full season. I, I mean, that's it. Well, the, I think the, the thing is, last season, I mean, they 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 weren't amazing, but they weren't exactly terrible. Do you know what I mean? So, so it seems like now that this season, he's kind of gone right. I want this player, and he's got it, and he wants that player, and he's got it, and and it's almost like now it's they, whoever whoever he's got, they've wanted, and and that and that's kind of the issue with when you've you've kind of got a chairman or a manager like that because all these players that they've got it it's almost it's almost like you look at that score and you think yeah they're going up, but but the, the way they've played, I keep saying they'll click eventually, but what if they don't? And then what what's Paul Cook going to look like then? He's he, he's got all these players that he wanted, and then it's almost like well. Like what? What can I do? And it's it's um it's unfortunate that it's come at come at that time when it's the start of the season and everyone's kind of thinking, oh, what about this? What about that? But you just got to wait and see. It's so early on. Do you know what I mean? It's it's um it's almost what, what I always say is you've always got to look look at the teams by Christmas, I think, and then you kind of get a rough idea where everybody is, where everybody's at, and then by then you you, you kind of know who's going to be bottom half. Who's going to be top half, and then yeah, it's one of them things. But I feel like he, he is a good manager, and um, yeah, I mean, I I do love his interviews. I don't know about you boys because his voice goes <laughs> one way and then it goes straight down the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, gents, let's get into our lineup and predi- score predictions. Um, Joe, why don't you start by giving us your lineup prediction for the Dons on Saturday? I have gone with. Two changes actually. Mm. So sorry, Dalton, I'm messing up the your stat here, but um, I've gone for Tanai Watson in for Aiden Baldwin. Oh, um, I agree. I oh, Joe, what are you doing? I, I don't think Aiden Baldwin did anything wrong, but I just think Tanai Watson. He, I think Aiden Baldwin. He gave the ball away a little bit loose a couple of times. Um, I think defensively he's probably a bit better than Tanai Watson, but I think going forward, Tanai Watson's probably got the edge. Um, so I've gone with Tanai Watson on the right and I've gone with, I've taken Dan Harvey out and I've put Dean Lewington in. It's more just because I think Dean Lewington should be starting rather than I don't think Dan Harvey should be starting. So I've actually um, I've actually moved Zach Jules out to wing back because I thought he actually did quite well there second half um, in, the, in the Charlton game. And then I've put Dean Lewington at centre-back. So just to run through the back back line. Uh, so I've got Fish and Goal, Warren O'Hora, Harry Darling and Dean Lewington coming in. And then Tanai Watson coming in on right wing-back and Zach Jules at left wing-back. Um, I've then gone for um, Matt O'Reilly and Ethan Robson. And then slightly ahead of them, uh, Scott Twine. So unchanged there. And then up top, I've done uh, Troy Parrott and Moisa. And uh, just a quick note as well. Um, one good, great thing about Troy Parrott is, you know, he, he started up front with Moise, but as the game went on, he actually dropped a little bit deeper and almost formed part of the box formation. And so I think it's really great that we can almost change system during the game. Um, so yeah, uh, Troy Parrott for me, he's, he's yeah, Troy Parrott and Mo, Moise are up front. You know, I wouldn't change any of that midfield. It's just uh, just maybe a couple of changes at the back. Yeah, I've gone exactly the same as you, Joe. Um, oh, right. Yeah, with, with Dan Harvey. Sorry for boring, uh, but Dan Harvey, you, you don't mess with concussions, really. It's uh, it's very sensitive. Yeah, exactly. To, uh, I don't think he'll play, basically, is the answer. So, yeah, Zach Jules, left wing back, played okay against Charlton, you know, did did more than what we saw from the previous time he played out there under Russ. So, you look forward to seeing that. And, of course, Louis back in the starting 11 is always good. And, yeah, tonight Watson, the right wing back, uh, Aiden Baldwin, wasn't a, I wasn't a fan basically at right wing back. Um, and yeah, when, when Watson came on, I thought he did well and gets a bit more stability. And uh, yeah, it makes sense to bring him back in. But everything else is the same for me. Uh, Dot, what have you gone for in terms of starting 11? Um, so yeah, so I've actually, um, I've actually stuck with Bolden right wing back. Um, but I've gone with obviously Fisher, Fishing Gold, and O'Hora, Darling, and I've stuck with Louis because I, I just feel like the. The, the the talent that's up front for Ipswich, I feel like you, you need a Louis in there because um, the way he come on the, the game, uh, yesterday, 
Yeah, and, oh, the pace is unreal. But it's not just that. I, I just feel like it, it don't just help the team. I feel like Darling and O'Hara can then go, right, we've got Dean Luton next to us. We can kind of, we feel not, not safer, but it, it's almost like a bit more reassured. And, and then with uh, Louis at the back, I've gone with Jules wing back, because like you said, there's no messing around with concussions. Dan Harvey, we probably won't see him for maybe a week or two now. And then um, then Robson, Twine and uh, O'Reilly in the, the uh, midfield. Then Parrot and Issa up front because there's no need to change them up to. And to be honest, if Waters is still out, there's there's no way we're going to change that them two up front. But, um, but yeah, going back to Bolden, I, I just feel like I've seen Watson a few times and I... I don't know, like there is, there's probably a good footballer in there, but the, the times I've seen him, it's like I, I know that Sunderland player was it Emberton had already scored, but w- when you're when you're a, a defender and you're you've got a new gaffer in the um, in the dugout, you you kind of wanting to impress him a little bit. You're not just gonna he literally stood still, and and if, even in a, a Sunday league, your manager's gonna tell you at least try and go there because if that pings off the crossbar, you you're gonna want to be there. And I feel like him just being there, standing still, it, it kind of just said to me, well, you can't really be bothered then, mate. And, and, I, and I know it, it might, that's just my opinion. It might be different for others, but I feel like Baldwin didn't exactly play horrendous last night. But I feel like with Baldwin in the right wing-back role, Jules in the left wing-back role, and then Louis in the middle, I just feel like it's quite a secure back five. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's, it's the same five in the middle. There's the... There's no change there. I mean, until until Waters comes in and has minutes, which which I, I feel like it's going to be in that um, Papa John's Trophy game. Um, I think it's Burton is our first game. Yeah, Burton, Burton away. away. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm sure Harry Wright will go to that game. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting with Baldwin because the gap I seem to agree with you. He was, he was fairly pleased with uh, Baldwin's performance. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what he goes with against Ipswich, especially against their That's attacking it. talent, bloody hell. Um, okay, make sure you do find a Van Hand Hub lineup, to say sorry. Um, you know, we're back, oh, back into the, yeah, of course, back into the top 10 clubs now. Happy days. Uh, I need someone to knock me off top spot as well. As I'm still, still at the top of the Van Hub leaderboard. So, look for someone to take me off that. That'd be nice. Um, Score predictions, boys. I've gone one-one. Um, honestly, I'll take any point really. Get a switch away. I think um, typical. You know, when your points at home, anything of what gained away is a positive. Uh, I def- definitely think it is the case here. I think if we can snatch a, a point from this game, it'd be pretty good. And uh, hopefully, yeah, scoring run continues. And uh, hey, maybe we'll, maybe we'll keep a clean sheet. But I just feel the talent of Ipswich will come through eventually and uh, get a goal. Uh, Oh, what you say? What you saying for score? Um, I reckon it's going to be two-two, but I'll give you even more of an insight. I reckon we're going to be two-one up with about ten minutes to go, and then they're going to back a goal, like um, like Bolton, but because purely because I just feel like these these players ain't, ain't played in front of a squad in uh, a squad uh, a big crowd in ages, and I feel like eighteen thousand to twenty-two thousand. Um, tractor boys in Nipswich Pound, it, it, it's going to get on top of them. And, and if they are losing, I feel like they'll uh, they'll get right beyond their team. And I, I, I think two two is quite a fair result. But I mean, or it could be one one, like you said, mate. So, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, so long as Scott Fraser has scored the uh, last minute goal or whatever it'll be, I'll, 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 oh, I'll be too bothered with that. Liam, you know who he is, mate. You know who he already <laughs> is. <laughs> or, 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 or even to make that worse, it would Joe Piggott. Yeah, that'd be even worse. To be fair, yeah, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Joe, what are you saying for score wise on Saturday? Um, I think I think both teams are going to score. I think um, we we haven't seemed to have quite ironed out all our mistakes yet. Um, but I think you know with our firepower, I can't back us not to score. I'm going to go. We'll edge it two one. Oh. Like it, nice and positive. Me and Doc went for draws, so uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'll take a draw. Yeah, I would as well. I would as well. Happy with that. Before we go, uh, last chance to join the FBL league. I believe it's over 100 of you in there, which is really good. Um, so nice competition in there. I think Ross did the best out of all of us this week, got like 100 plus points in the end, which is you know pretty good for him. Obviously, um, 
Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, but no, I'll, I'll be back over in this week that you were adult. It'll be all a quick note as well, um, uh, boys. And um, just uh, just before we cut it off, I just want to say um, cheers for having me on. And as well, I just feel like um, I don't know about a lot of other Don's fans listening, but I feel like when you when you have a week's work and you listen to this, I feel like it gees you up for the Saturday. So I just just want to say, long may it continue what you've also doing. I think it's great. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, it's enjoy enjoying doing it. It's no, no, time no to problem it, so. at all, man. I've, that's it. I've, I've enjoyed it today because um, I had a day off work and uh, when I spoke to Joe, he said, right, you want to fancy the pod? I was up for it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's given me something to do and I've really enjoyed it, boys. But honestly, I've long may continue what you're doing. I think it's great. Any closing notes, Joe? Yeah, oh, well, thank you very much for that, Dalton. That was, that was lovely. Um, yeah, I no, just no, like it's to- all right, mate. Yeah, no, but yeah, I do appreciate that. And um, I just wanted to quickly add as well, Ipswich tickets, um, I believe they're only on sale um, before the day of the game. So if you're going to buy them, you need to either collect them at Stadium MK or you can buy it online and collect it at Ipswich on the day. So don't think you can pay on the day because you can't. Yeah, it's an old ticket. I got mine today. I collected Ipswich. So make sure you all do the same as me or as Joe said, Get down to the box office, get your ticket. I think Don Don's actually said it was about 300 sold in 24 hours, which is pretty good, to be fair. I know we were, we were waiting down at the box office last night after the game trying to get tickets, and unfortunately we couldn't. Um, but don't worry about it. It's all sorted. So yeah, make sure you do the same. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on Saturday. Uh, come on, you Don's. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.